0: there is so much focus on getting your doctor to order all the right lab when you have or think you may have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, but is blood work really as important as it seems? And if so, what labs really need to be ordered? These are great questions and today's episode is going to cover all things PCOS labs and what you really need to know and pay attention to as you monitor and reverse your polycystic ovarian syndrome. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korchak, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. So, first of all, how does lab work actually assist with the management of PCOS? First and foremost, we run labs to rule out other possible causes of symptoms and to rule in the diagnosis of PCOS. Once we've done that, then they help us to monitor and make sure that we're not needing to add in medications if things you know like prediabetes starts to occur or heart disease starts to occur, or if you require assistance from a fertility standpoint or other medical assistance, then we can add those in as well. And We're going to want to monitor the hormones, the labs, and everything to make sure that what we are trying to do is working. But what do these labs actually tell us? In some ways, they tell us a great deal. But in other ways, they don't tell us a whole lot. It's important to remember that when we're talking about hormones and the endocrine system and the metabolic system, even a slight shift from your normal can lead to a huge impact in symptoms and overall health. And so, what we end up seeing is that there's such a wide range of normal in these labs that you may be having symptoms and the labs may be more or less normal. So, what we wanted to do is take it all with a grain of salt. And take both what the body is telling us through symptoms as well as what medical science can tell us through lab work and other tests to put it all together to get a clear picture of what's going on with your PCOS. So what labs should you order anyway and why? So there's kind of a couple categories of tests. There's the ones that are going to rule out other disorders, like all of your thyroid panels. Those can really be taken at any point in time. Then you're also going to be looking at really the reproductive tests. And this is going to include testosterone, LSH, FSH. And those are going to be really beneficial on days two and three of your cycle, So if you don't know when your cycle is, take your best guess. If you can, monitor your cycle for maybe a month or two leading up to your doctor's appointment. And you may see some adjustments in your temperature, your basal body temperature. And you may be able to see a cyclical pattern in that that may indicate where your body wants to have a cycle. And that might be a good time to test. This is not a hard and fast rule of when you need to test, but you are going to get a more accurate read on the test that you're ordering for reproductive hormones if you have them drawn on days two to three of your cycle. And then the third grouping of lab tests is really more about monitoring overall health and seeing if medical intervention becomes necessary. And this is going to include monitoring for all of the PCOS risk factors. So we know that PCOS have a higher likelihood or higher risk of developing type 2 diabetes, of developing hypertension, high cholesterol, heart disease, and certain kinds of reproductive cancers like endometrial cancer. And so we want to be screening for those in a consistent way. and I think that's one of the places where we oftentimes drop the ball with PCOS. We see someone in their 20s and 30s, or maybe even earlier, and they don't really need constant screening for these things, but nobody sets up a plan for when we should. And that should probably be communicated to you. And if it's not communicated to you, it's a really good question. And how should we monitor this because of the risk factors involved? All right. So that's what labs and why. And I'm going to link a free resource for you in the resource section below in the show notes. And that resource is going to be called your PCOS advocate checklist. And there's just a bunch of great information there about how to go about getting the right labs tested, talking to your doctor and all of those things, as well as one of the previous episodes about how your doctor fits into your PCOS journey, even if you're wanting to heal your PCOS in a more natural way. And I will link that episode as well in the show notes below okay so now you've had your labs ordered and you have your results now what what do you do with these results so first of all reevaluate your symptoms are the lab results consistent with what you're finding in your symptoms? Probably not exactly. And that's because symptoms will show up long before we will get an abnormal lab test. So while it's important to run these blood tests in order to rule out other diagnoses, in order to get a baseline for your PCOS, and in order to monitor for long-term risk factors that are associated with PCOS, your symptoms are really what's important for assessing what your body needs to balance your hormones and to reverse your pcos so what symptoms should you take note of so there are some main pcos symptoms such as growth of facial hair body hair these can be really annoying that you have excess androgens but they aren't necessarily the best way to assess how your body is doing and how your efforts to manage your pcos naturally are playing out this is because they don't respond very quickly to changes You can be doing amazing with your hormones and your hormones can be way more imbalanced, be doing so much better, but you'll still have the problem of hair growth for months. In fact, you may never fully get rid of it unless you do laser hair removal or electrolysis. And then if your hormones are balanced, you can see that it doesn't really return, but you may not have any great feedback, especially initially when it comes to hair growth. So some better symptoms to be aware of is your cravings, hunger, are you constantly hungry? Or do you not have an appetite at all and yet you still have cravings? What is your energy? Do you have certain energy slumps throughout the day? Do you have low energy all the time? Do you wake up feeling very lethargic or do you wake up feeling fine but then have a really lethargic slump midway through the morning or maybe in the mid-afternoon? How is your mood? Do you naturally feel fairly positive about things? We can work on feeling positive, but some of us just naturally feel hopeless, feel like as hard as we try we're just pushing uphill all the time that we're almost sort living under a cloud and these can be things that because we actually have a chemical imbalance And so we want to pay attention to these signs that our body is giving us through our mood. They're important to pay attention to. Do you get bloating? Do you just bloat throughout the day? Do you have bloating after meals, after certain foods? You know, those are things to pay attention to is does your body deal with bloating, stomach pain? Even if you don't really have a lot of bloating, maybe you just feel a lot of discomfort after eating, or maybe there's discomfort before eating. Do you get frequent headaches? Now, there's always the cycle headache and there's headaches because of like not enough sleep or you're used to drinking more caffeine and you didn't get your caffeine today i'm talking about headaches where you can't really pinpoint why you're just constantly getting headaches and then even your cycle now this one can take a little longer you can see from the list above those are things that you could evaluate about yourself today but your cycle is going to take a month or two to really see is it normalizing Is it getting more or less regular? Is it getting lighter or heavier or more or less painful? Those are things that you can take note of your cycle over a couple months, and it can still give you some amazing feedback, although not quite as quickly as other symptoms listed before. Okay, great. Now you know what symptoms, but what do these tell you about your hormones? They really indicate what's going on at the root of your symptoms. What's going on in your metabolic system, your insulin, your inflammatory system, your cortisol system, your body's response to stress, your body's response to the food that you're eating and what your body is craving more of or wanting less of. So things like, is it an insulin effect? We will be discussing that one in more detail in the next episode, so stay tuned for that. Is it inflammation? Do you have disturbances in your nutrients and in your hormones? Or is your body struggling with current stressors in your life? So the takeaway here is that while labs are extremely important and we don't want to not have them ordered, I hear so many people focusing on needing their doctor to order labs and they're spending months of frustration because their doctor doesn't want to order a lab that they think they need or insurance won't pay for a lab that they want. And the truth is, is that although that can provide helpful information, as long as the basic medical considerations have been covered, such as ruling out other disorders and ruling in the fact that you do actually have PCOS, then we don't need to waste any other energy on lab management other than making sure we have regular monitoring maybe once a year, If things are staying stable, maybe closer to every three or five years, depending on what your doctor feels comfortable with. Then we want to just focus on our symptoms. They are going to tell us from the day to day what our body actually needs so that we can respond in real time. So, what do you do now? I want you to go back if you haven't already listened to them, or if you need a refresher, to go back and listen to episodes three and four, where we talk about the PCOS root causes and lifestyle medicine and how to go about understanding your pcos root cause i will link to those episodes below as well as the pcos root cause quiz because this quiz is going to help you to determine what primary factors are currently affecting your pcos hormones so that you can put your energy on things that are really going to make a difference in your health so i know this is a short episode today But i really think it's important that we don't get so hung up on the labs and that we really realize that symptoms is our body's language of communication with us it's direct feedback of how our body is doing and when we have a symptom our objective should be to learn to tap into it and hear our body and then with a little trial and error figure out what it is our body needs and that's why i'm here the pcos repair podcast is here to help you learn more and more about your pcos root causes and how to heal your PCOS and reverse your PCOS naturally. So if you've been enjoying these episodes, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications when the next episode is released, because the next one is gonna be all about how to get pregnant when you have PCOS. And I know a lot of you are gonna want to hear that one. So until next time, bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms. I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful when we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs. Not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing, While still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free. So go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health.